The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What I would do is try to get a little bit of space um, so you can have some perspective Mm -hmm. um, away from it. It's amazing what um, um, a couple hours, a couple days, a couple weeks will do to this um, fight or flight response that we all have. If you step away from it, you get some perspective and look at this thing from a little bit higher view Mm -hmm. and go like, oh my gosh, like maybe if I did this instead, it would Mm -hmm. really help the situation. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily what Mm -hmm. I thought it was. We are here because we know the outcomes in our lives are within our control. That taking absolute ownership of how we eat, sleep, train, think, and connect with each other is how we'll optimize our health and happiness. That chasing excellence is how we grab hold of what is possible. Our mission is to live on the run, always chasing, never stopping. Hello and welcome back to yet another episode of Chasing Excellence. How are you, Ben? I'm good. Thanks, Pat. Today we're going to, as always, folks send me really good questions and I try... Um, I try to figure out or I try to see or spot some patterns or some common themes or some things that people are asking in different ways about different things and see if you and I can maybe have a, a broader conversation about those things as opposed to, you know, fitting them into another two minute drill or, or something like that. And this is going to be one of those cases. I've been seeing a lot of questions lately. They're, they're, they're specific, or at least I saw them because they're specific to, um, folks asking roughly the question of, I've been going to this gym that at least at one point I really loved, but some things have changed, maybe some people changed, and now I don't know if this place is the right place for me, if I should stick it out, if um, if I should try another gym, if I should do another thing. And so I want to talk to you a little bit about that, the specifics of that and how maybe you would advise people uh, evaluate their gym or, or the, the, you know, the place that they are. But, but more on a macro level, I, I kind of wanted to talk to you about this idea of evaluating when something like that, when, when there's a time for a change or a change needs to happen and how you would maybe, how you do it in your, your own life and how you would talk to other people about walking through the steps necessary to figure out, okay, this thing that I loved at one point, maybe it changed. I'm not sure if I'm changing with it or if it's changing in the opposite direction of me, um, and so I wanted to see if we can kind of find something interesting in there. So let's start with this question of, of a gym specifically. Like um, one of the questions was, um, uh, you know, I used to love this place. I've recognized that the owner of the gym isn't maybe as good a, as good a person as I thought they were. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I'm in a position where I, I love a lot of the people there. I love what happens there. But now I'm kind of like, I don't know if I can keep going there or if I should keep keep going there. Um, where will you begin that kind of that conversation with an individual thinking about, is this the right place for me anymore? How would you like, what are the metrics you'd be looking for? What are the questions you would ask? Okay. Um, let's start a little bit, uh, higher level, 10,000 feet theoretical, and then we'll work our way back a little bit. 
Um, the first thing I want to know is, is it a net positive or net negative? Mm. So imagine you're starting with a, a battery that's 50% charged. Every time you go into the gym and you come out of the gym, is you have a little bit more energy, a little bit more life, a little bit more charged, or is are you a little more not physic, not like drained, or is it like you don't feel as good about life yourself and all the rest? Yeah. Is it a positive or a negative in your life? Yeah. Now, if it's a negative, I'm guessing that it is for this individual. Otherwise, I don't know why they'd be asking the yeah. question. Yeah. What usually is the hangup is um, not should I change or not. They know the answer to that. Yeah. What they're not willing to do is go through the 36 hours of pain, mm. which is the same thing with like should I fire this person or not. Yeah. You kind of know intuitively, even if you're asking the question of the, what the answer is already. But what you do is you spin forward already to the really hard conversation of having to let that person go. Yep. And because of that – Instead of going through 36 hours of pain, you hang on to the person for weeks and months and potentially years, and the whole time, it's a net negative drain. What you need to do is realize it's going to be painful for the short term, but you will feel so much better after you rip the Band-Aid off, Mm -hmm. if it is a negative thing. Here's the reason why, is... Jim Rohn said, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Um, If this person is, if you're at the gym a lot, then these people at the gym matter a lot. Your environment, that's the second part, shapes you more than almost anything else there is. We we are literally just like products of our environment. It takes so much intention and drive and motivation to go against your environment. Mm. Said the other way, without anything, without any sort of intention, motivation, or drive, you're going to end up just like your environment is. You put yourself in an environment of incredible, like hard chargers, um, wholesome people that um, um, are 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 motivated to live healthy, fulfilled lives, and you're way more likely to become that than if you put yourself in a situation with. Um, criminals and derelicts and people with low morals and mm-hmm. no dr- like it's just you're shaped by that more than anything else yeah. you need to put yourself in those good environments so you are setting yourself for as much success as possible whether this is you breaking up with your gym or i would go so far let's take this to the most extreme example there is and i'm i'm as into like my family as possible. There is scenarios where you need to break up with your family, mm-hmm. where people are in such destructive relationships or their parents are so destructive that they are actually the see- the imaginary glass ceilings that are holding people back. Mm-hmm. And if you have to take care of you first, I'm not saying be selfish. What I'm saying is take the necessary assessment, net positive or net negatives. If you can't change the environment, in a gym situation, that's going to be really hard for a member to do. In a family situation, you might be able to do that. If you can't change the situation, change the environment, change the people that you're surrounding yourself with, you need to remove yourself from that environment. Mm-hmm. Because if you do, you will have the opportunity to thrive. Whereas the other way, you are battling just to survive. And none of us that are listening to this podcast are are here to do that. We are all here to chase excellence. Look mm-hmm. how I did that, right? Nice. We are, yeah. yeah. It was all this big segue to that moment. But we, for real, we are all here to do that. 
we believe that excellence is within our grasp. It's something that we can control. Mm -hmm. We need to make sure that we're putting ourselves in those situations first and foremost. Mm -hmm. How do, how do, it's maybe a silly question, but that I love that the visual metaphor of the battery and the, the more or less how, like, how do you figure out if it's more or less? Is it a, because <clears throat> some days it might be more and some days it might be less. Like, how do, how do you know for sure? Because I think that that's where the sticking point gets to is like, how do I know if it's ne- my, negative my, or more? My, my guess is if you're asking the questions, it's a negative yeah. and you're not willing to go through the 36 hours of pain. Yeah. That's very few people that are happy with their gym are asking and evaluating. Yeah. Or a relationship or anything, or, or, anything. or a yes. job or anything else. If you else, yeah. are questioning it, you are probably in that spot. Yeah. Um, and that's actually interesting because I think now that... It, now it, sorry. What no, other no. people do though is if they're in a relationship, they go like, well, I don't know if I'm going to find better. Yep. And that keeps them where they are. Yep. You cannot let that... That's what that is called is fear. Yep. It's the it's the unknown is holding you from taking action. You cannot let that hold you back. If you are in an abusive relationship, but it's not that bad, mm-hmm. you're 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 justified. Like you need to get out because I promise you, you might not find better for a day, week, month, or even a year. Mm-hmm. But you have to allow yourself. Even the possibility of better is better than the bad. Mm-hmm. If it's a net negative, it is a net negative. Now it's not a net negative versus what could be other. Just take that off the table. Yep. Versus like. Neutral, is this draining or gaining? Mm-hmm. And from there, we got to make decisions and actions. Mm-hmm. So, to answer your question, if you're asking the question, you're probably pretty darn close. Yeah. If your gut is saying like you got to get out, but your fear is holding you back, mm-hmm. oh man, like I, um, I feel I feel for those people. Yeah. What about the, how do you strike the right balance between that, what you just said, which I agree with, but also perhaps some people's penchant for always, you know, what's the cliche? Mm. The um, grass, mm. is grass is always, always greener, greener, right? Yeah. Right. Because that is also a pursuit of sure. uh, the better yeah. or the I'm unhappy. And now if I just do this thing, if change, I just go to change, a different gym, change, it's change, better. No yeah. 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 So where's the, like, how do you, how would you recommend people you balance that? The grass isn't, um, greener the, the saying is grass is always greener on the other side of the fence uh it's not greener on the other side of the fence the grass is greener where you water it mm. you got to take some ownership and you have to take control of the situation um and realize that the situation might be you mm-hmm. it might not be the gym owner it might not be the other people at the gym it might not be your partner it might not be your parents it very very well might be you I'm kind of operating at the level that people are listening to this podcast are not those people but at the same time like Man, that's a really powerful um, principle that we need to lean into a little bit, which is it starts with that extreme ownership of like looking at myself first. I'll tell you what, if, if you're talking about your employees, um, it's probably not your employees. It mm. probably is you. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's just talking about your boss, it probably is not your boss. It probably is you. Mm-hmm. Now what we need to do is take that deep dive internally into like, Am I doing everything I can do to set this other person up for success? Yep. Or that's the first conversation we need to do. So I like yeah. that, that we need to kind of back up a little bit before we just go like change, quit and take yeah. action. Yeah. Quit. yeah. It's like we have to do a pretty good assessment. It starts yeah, with ourselves. It's interesting because you, you know, you mentioned the 36 hours of discomfort. 
there's actually th- this is the the first 36 hours of discomfort yeah. is to be really honest with yourself about it, about whether or not you're just skipping town because yeah because fixing it quote unquote fixing it is going to require a long hard look at what you do and what you believe and what you're yeah and I would actually allow yourself a lot more than that 36 hours <clears throat> there I love the the theory yeah. though is like the, the first look yep. the first like kind of like um, painful assessment I need to go through is that one. But what I would do is try to get a little bit of space yeah. um, so you can have some perspective mm-hmm. um, away from it. It's amazing what um, um, a couple hours, a couple days, a couple weeks will do to this um, fight or flight response that yeah. we all have. Yep. If you step away from it, you get some perspective and look at this thing from a little bit higher view mm-hmm. and go like, oh my gosh, like maybe if I did this instead, it would... Mm-hmm really help the situation. It's mm-hmm. not necessarily what I mm-hmm. thought it was. How do you, how would you like, cause the, the image in my head that keeps popping up in this conversation is I don't know if I like this job anymore. I don't know if I should go look for something else. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if there's a future here for me. Cause I think that a lot of people get stuck at some point with that question of, yep. I used to like it. It was challenging. Now I don't know. Maybe I yep. should go do something else. Maybe I, whatever. Um, from your position of, of actually having employees, of working with people, what what would you love the that you know that question triggering it? Like, what is the ideal course of action for that individual who's starting to ask those questions? Is it like bring them to you, or is it too soon for that? Like, yeah, how, I, like what uh, do you want them to do that uh, isn't just yeah. like quit or? Stay silent. I would want them to, I would want them literally to go, Hey, um, um, I, in a couple of weeks, I'd like to take a four day vacation, yep. you know, take a long weekend, um, and don't go, you know, to Nashville and, you know, go binge drinking or don't go to Vegas and gambling. Yep. Don't go to like, uh, like get some space mm-hmm. and like, just find a place that you can think about this a lot. That self-reflection, um, I think is one of the most missed things that we've yep. talked about with this yep. on a one-on-one basis a lot. Um, we're so over stimulated and so there's so much noise that we, um, don't have the time to kind of like fully formulate our thoughts. And if you create that little gap where you can think about your job, think about what the next steps are, that to me is the first step is Mm -hmm. like separate yourself and actually get some space to think about this thing. From there, it would be the, the kind of thing you want to wrap around that whole thought process is like, you know, there are things that I can do to improve this situation. Mm-hmm. And if the answers are yes, then what I would do is I would go back and try to implement those things. What I would also do though, is the kind of flip side of that is recognize that complacency is just kind of like accepting the norm as it is. Yep. And it's just easier to stay the way it is than to make change. Change is always going to be scary. So you kind of have to talk to like two ends of the spectrum, mm-hmm. the people that like know it's bad, but aren't making change. And the people that are just like flipping to the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. Um, it's kind of like almost like a generational thing. Like mm-hmm. my generation and older, like the, the, like the greatest generation, they got one job and they stuck it out yeah. and they worked the same company until they got their pension and they retired at 65. Yep. Millennials are like, if I'm not making impact in six weeks, I'm going to find the next thing. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you got to kind of find... I don't think either one of those might be the right approach. Like if you're in a job and it sucks and it's real bad and you've done your part and you've done your assessment, you've like, dude, like get out and like, there is something better. You deserve something better. Mm -hmm. But on the flip side, if you're the person that's just like, flip it, flip it, flip it, flip it. This isn't it. Next. This isn't it. Next. You might just need to dig in a little bit and pay your dues um, and get some, call it 
experience, call it some failures, call it some grit, whatever it might be, that might be the missing ingredient for yourself. Yeah. Um, you mentioned the, the, you know, again, the, the 36 hours of discomfort, the conversation, which is really just the conversation, the hard conversation. Um, we've talked a lot about tactful conflict resolution. I bet this doesn't feel exactly that though. There's could be some kind of conflict within that conversation, but do you have any advice for folks who are, who maybe, you know, let's assume they did the hard work of, of asking themselves the right questions and, and trying to see if they could themselves fix whatever situation it might be. And maybe it just comes down to three months later. It's like this, I can't fix the thing. Like it's not within my control to fix the thing that I feel like needs to be fixed. Any advice for having those hard conversations, any advice for, um, working up the courage to actually do that? Even, you know, once you acknowledge and accept that they have to happen, like how, how do I make myself have the conversation that I know I need to have? I believe it is the tactful conflict resolution mm. that we've talked about in the past. Okay. If you're going to leave a job, if you're going to leave, you don't want to burn bridges on the way out. You don't want to go, you know what I realized is you're a really crappy boss. You know what I realized is that I hate my job here. You know what I realized is like anything would be better than this. Like I'm out. Like that's, you can leave on much better terms if you go with this tactful conflict resolution, which essentially is the first thing you want to do in this case would be to, um, to essentially admit mistakes. Um, you know, I didn't realize that what I would be motivated by is a lot more and whatever it is like creativity, a lot more, um, direction, a lot more autonomy. It doesn't matter what it is like, right. Um, um, and through some self-assessment, I'm realizing that in a situation where I would thrive, um, it might look like more something like this. And I realize, you know, to no fault to you or the organization, it's just not what you guys are, who you stand for. I, I realize it's more of a, a, a misalignment of values um, and approach. And I think I would thrive in an environment dot, dot, dot. And for that reason, um, I'd like to give my notice. And it can be a really thought out conversation. Mm-hmm. Um Similar to when you have to do the opposite. You have yeah, to let someone go. Somebody, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. not a matter of like, you suck. You were bad at this. Yep. Um, it's a really just um, high level. Um, this isn't the right fit. Um, you know, no, nothing against you as a person or an employee. We just don't feel like this is the right fit. Mm-hmm. Um, dot, 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 dot. Mm-hmm. And so kind of go through that tactful comfort resolution, the way that that actually goes. So everyone's on the same page of what we're talking about. If someone um, approaches you and it looks like there's going to be conflict, what you don't want to do is put your guard up and go fight or flight. Yeah. You want to do is just like <clears throat> distrust that natural gut reaction to defend yourself and just listen and listen, put in the next word, aggressively, <laughs> empathetically, completely, um, whatever it might be. And when you're done listening, like thank them, like, thank you so much for bringing this to my attention. Like if an employee said that to me, I wouldn't go, no, it's not that. It's that you're not a hard worker. It's yeah. like, you go, thank you. Thank you for bringing that to my attention. Like we're going to be so much better because of that. And then after you say that, like you admit mistakes, like you're right. Like I do micromanage. And I realize if you're a person that doesn't like that kind of direction, that type of training, you want more autonomy or you're right. You are creative and this is not a creative environment. Like we're, we're doing equations, right. you know, it's <laughs> yeah. like, um, then from from there you admit mistakes and then you um, involve them in the situation. What would be the right 
Um, how much time would you like? You know, we're thinking about two weeks notice. Does that seem appropriate? Now there's involved and they're co-creating with you. There's buy-in. Um, and you're leaving on good terms. Mm-hmm. So talking about this idea of kind of evaluating whether a change or not needs to happen. And it strikes me that in my experience, most people are really resistant to change just just anywhere in in every aspect of their life. So I, I wonder maybe as we wrap up this conversation, I wonder just for you personally, like, do you feel like you're a person who goes after change? Like, in other words, are you always going kind of going through the world wondering like, okay, it's like this, but could it be another way or could it be this way? And I think that um, maybe that's part of why you, you are an entrepreneur because that is kind of a tendency you have. But I wonder if, is that... Um, is that something that you recognize in yourself as, like I said, kind of walking through the world, looking for, asking yourself the questions of like, okay, is there time for a change with this individual or with that, this, you know, with Comtrain or, or whatever else? Yeah. Um, when I had my corporate job, I worked, uh, I was a derivatives admin specialist mm. for the foreign exchange fe- trading desk. I don't know. I know. It's said. crazy. Um, <laughs> what, what, the business would implement changes. Yeah. And I'd be like, this is so stupid. Like literally like, why are we doing this? We're yeah. like, these changes don't even make sense. It's like, we're moving from one floor to the next. Like the expenses involved in yeah. like moving an entire division floors in a skyscraper is like, it seems insane to me. It's like, I didn't understand as an entrepreneur, it is the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. I am going through life. Exactly what you said, looking for, um, um, advantageous ways to make changes. Yeah. As a, as, a, as a living being, you are going to be a completely different human being in a very short time. Mm-hmm. I don't know, the number, but call it a year's time. Every cell in your body is going to be a new cell. Yeah. You are constantly changing. My biggest nightmare is that I'm in the same place I am right now five years from now. Yeah. Like if I'm not in a much better place, man, like that is so stagnant and boring. And the world is – if you – um, the world is constantly changing. It is call it evolution, call it like growth, call it whatever Chaos. you want. To, whatever <laughs> you want to call it, you have to recognize that the world is a constantly evolving thing. It's yeah. easier now for people to recognize this than it was in the eighties. Totally. Yeah. Um, but now it's like it's kind of like I get it. Like um, a while ago, this is how we would order things. It was mail order through a catalog. Then it became like through the internet, and now it's like dropped off on your door two hours later, soon it's going to be drones and, you know, it's crazy. Pretty soon it's going to be, instead of ship then shop, it's going to be shop then ship. That's coming. Shop then ship. So right now you go on Amazon, Mm -hmm. you shop for what you want and they ship it to you. Yes. In not very long, they're creating a strong, they're going to create a strong enough customer resource algorithm that they can predict what you want. you run out of toilet paper. They're going to ship it to you. Yep. And then you'll decide whether to pay for it or not. It'll be so predictive, it'll actually cost them less to ship it back than it would be otherwise. That's how good yeah. it's going to get. So it's another podcast. Yeah. Okay. I have no idea what we're talking about. Change. Embracing okay. change. Embracing Chasing change. change. Chasing change. Yeah. That's the name of our new podcast. Harder to <laughs> um, say. Um, so yes, yeah, so the idea behind that is we have to realize, and it's harder with employees than it is with someone in a managerial position yeah. because they realize where it needs to go. The idea behind that is, you have to communicate with them. Yeah. You have to recognize that. So a little bit is by um, position and where you are in life. Yep. Um, but also realize if you're not happy, if you're not fulfilled, days are going away. Mm-hmm. You're never going to get that day back. This is um, – my wife Heather is taught me so much about this. 
Um, she she makes she tries to make every hour as meaningful as possible, mm-hmm. um, and it's she to like a like a fault. It's crazy. <laughs> it's like yeah. everything it matters in this moment, which is a fantastic way to go through life because you don't have you know where you're like you don't have like Netflix and chill. Yeah, it's like this has to yeah. be impactful. Yeah. So if you're in a job that you don't like, like dude, like. Realize you have control over that. Leave. If you're in a relationship you don't like, like you are in control of that. Leave. You it's about taking ownership and, and realizing that no one is if you're not healthy, no one's forcing food in your mouth. Mm-hmm. No one's keeping you from a gym or working out. You take ownership of that. It's your life that's at stake here. Nobody else's. And no one is going to make the changes for you. This is your thing. You're in control of all of the inputs and all of the outputs. Mm -hmm. If you don't like the inputs, change the environment. Mm -hmm. If you don't like the outputs, change yourself. It's you and you have ownership of it. I'm going to wrap it up there. Thank you, Ben. Thank you to everybody who sends us questions. We will see you next week. You can get every episode of Chasing Excellence wherever you listen to your podcasts or on YouTube. Until next time, thank you for listening.